born and raised in Hickman Holler, Kentucky, a small community located in Lawrence County. Tyler Childers has established himself as one of the best country artists alive today. With little to no mainstream radio play or help from the country music establishment, Tyler has sold out arenas across the country and had his second album, Purgatory, go gold with sales of over 500,000. With a catalog chock full of great songs, it would be dang near impossible to select his best. But on this episode, we are gonna do just that. So ask that Catholic girl to pray for you, because this is That One Show, Season 2, Episode 2, Top 10 Tyler Childers Songs. And welcome to That One Show Season 2, Episode 2, Top 10 Tyler Childers Songs with myself, Brian Combs, and Dixie Combs. How are you today, Dixie? I'm good, Brian. Thanks again for having me again. So what we're going to do is we are going to rank 10 through 1 my favorite and your favorite songs. I'll be interested to see how much, if any, overlap we have how many songs we end up discussing today. You think we can agree on something today uh, for once? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, folks. Maybe. And before we get into the actual, you know, rankings of his songs, do you remember the first time you ever heard Tyler Childers? I do remember the first time that I ever heard him. Um, we had our old Mac at the house, and our internet is crap, but you uploaded a video of... This red-headed fellow walking through a field singing, uh, it was Lady May, wasn't it? That is correct, Lady yes. May, a, r- a rough early version of Lady May. And I'll be honest, up until that point, you were grunge, Bruce Springsteen, you were not this type of music well, no, at I all like, that I knew of. Like, I like Sturgill. You like Sturgill, okay, but like that was it. And for you to take on another artist kind of like this, I really thought it was just going to be a phase. I'll be interested to see if Lady May appears on either list today. Uh, obviously, it is a great song, and this was a pretty hard list for me to come up with. I mean, he's got so many great songs, so choosing 10 was hard, and then actually putting them in order 10 through 1 was very difficult for me. How about you? It was not hard for me. Not hard for you. No. I, I had a clear-cut number one, and then I went from there. Uh, so without further ado... We won't keep people waiting any longer. I know the folks online, especially on Twitter, have been getting at me this week wanting to know when this episode's going to come out, so we'll get Some right Some of to... them are already mad at you, aren't they? I had a guy get mad because I didn't include a certain song, and I was like, man, the list in the episode's not even out yet. Hold... <laughs> he could see the future, folks. Hold... see it. Hold your anger until we actually get to ranking them. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll take turns. I'll start with number 10. And uh, we'll announce the song, and then sometimes we'll play a sample for our audience. So, without further ado, my number 10 Tyler Childers song is Creaker. I'll play a little bit of that, and we'll come back and talk about it. In small corner bars, it's there drinking. 
Okay, that was a little bit of Creaker, which is off of his 2019 album, his third studio album, Country Squire. Now, I particularly like this song because it is written from the perspective of someone who is from Appalachia, like Tyler and myself and many of you all listening, who has moved away to a city and is just miserable there and is homesick for the mountains. Now, I never really left for a big city, but I have lived places outside of Jackson, which is the home that I was born and raised in. Growing up, I swore I would never come back. You did. But there's just something about your home, specifically in the mountains, that calls to you. And after three or four years wandering around from here to there, I did come home, and I've been here ever since. Uh, what are your thoughts on Creaker, Dixie? I really like Creaker, and when this album came out, it was one of the very first songs that kind of just stuck in my head. Uh, so I, I really like this song. I'm, I'm glad you picked this for number 10. All right. So what is your number 10 Tyler Childers song? My number 10 is Follow You to Virgie. Great. That's actually my number nine. <gasps> Whoa. So we'll close. go ahead and play a little bit of Follow You to Virgie and then we'll come back and talk about it, okay? Okay, that was a little bit about Follow You to Virgie, which is your number 10 mm -hmm. and my number 9 favorite Tyler Childers song. That is off of his live album, Live on Red Bard Radio Volumes 1 and 2, which he remastered and re-released in 2018. And uh, I love this song. I'll let you talk about it first, and then I'll give my thoughts on it. Well, the woman that... Tyler is singing about, we all know, if you've grown up in this area, we all know the lady that is just 100% going to support her babies and his friends and is going to be your number one fan. And just to know that these fellas are going to take her and see that she makes it to her final resting place, I just, I just love it. And for somebody as young as Tyler to be able to do a song like this, it just warms my heart. Like, I, I want this song to be about me someday. <laughs> and a little bit of background on this song. It's actually a true song. He actually wrote it about his friend Cody's grandmother and 
played it at her funeral, mm -hmm. which obviously he had to be close to as well. And it's filled with vivid imagery of her looking out over them through the pines after she's passed away. I loved how he talks about when they were in school, back when they were heathens. Yeah. She was still saying those boys were good, boys be good. Yeah. Just like you said. And, and anybody that's lived here has had to have someone in their life, more likely than not, a grandma who was just a good old mountain woman that never thought you could do no wrong. Yep, you and had loved, one of those. And look, I did. My, yep. my, this song always reminds me of my grandma, Corey, who passed, you know, uh, several, several years ago, who absolutely thought I hung the moon. And it's one of the big reasons why I am the way I am. <laughs> which Thank is, you. Which is Corey. ruined. Uh, for example, she gave me $5 one time and... We were on our way home, or we were on our way to the store, and I kept holding it out the window and letting the wind catch it. My mom jumped all over me and told me I'd lose it. I didn't listen. I lost it. I cried. So my grandma gave me $20 instead. <laughs> you did that on purpose. No, it was not intentional. <laughs> what about you robbing her Bible, too? That's a whole nother podcast right there. <laughs> we won't get into that. But back to I'll follow you, to Virgie, it's, to me, it's a gospel song. It 100% is. It is a gospel song. Uh, he, he talks about up in glory, which is obviously heaven. And uh, it, it really never fails to give me chills when I listen to it. It's just his dictation and vocal delivery and his timing, his acoustic guitar. Uh, and it being such a personal song for him and his friend Cody and the old mountain woman that they both loved. So we will get on to, that was my number nine. Dixie, what is your number nine? My number nine is Long Violent History. Okay. Do you mind holding your thoughts a little bit for that? Because I do have it ranked. match up? No, I have it ranked a little higher. Oh, okay. And I'm not okay. going to play it quite yet because I do have a lot of thoughts on that song. So, uh, just to recap, your number nine is Long Violent History. But we're going to hold our discussion as well as playing it to a little bit later. Okay. So... We'll move on to number eight. We'll let you go ahead again and give your number eight. So we went from long, violent history to long, hard road. That is my number eight. So we Whoa. have matched already, which nice. is more than better than we did in our Aiden <laughs> Brothers episode, which we were all, all over the map from we each other. We were all over the place, what, yeah. what do you like about uh, long, hard road? Well, for one thing, I, I really like to run to it. I know I say that. I'm a broken record when it comes to this song, but I, I really like to run to this song, and I can sing every word to it. Now, okay. I know it comes on whether in the house or when I'm at the pool or when we're in the car, and I just can immediately, I can sing every word to this song. Okay. I'm going to play a little bit of it, and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about Long Hard Road. We are back talking about 
Tyler Childers' Long Hard Road, which is actually my number eight and your number eight favorite song of his. It is off of his debut studio album, Bottles and Bibles, that he released way back in 2011. And uh, it's our first song off of that album that we'll talk about today. It's the oldest song that we've talked about thus far. You shared briefly your thoughts. It's To me, it's just a good tune. And it, along with uh, Bottles and Bibles, uh, and one or two more on there really showed the raw talent that he had because at the time I think he was either 18 or 19 still mm -hmm. when he made this album and it's basically the entire album just him and a guitar and this song's basically about him just it's a simple song about being away from your significant other and your, him running the roads at, at uh, Route 23 right? Try, trying to get back to <laughs> yes. her and also talking about how every mile away from her is going to be a long, hard road because I'm guessing he's going to work somewhere or maybe going to play a, sh a few shows and he's going to be gone a little while. Yeah. But it's a song that early in his career that he doesn't actually play live a lot. He, d he very rarely revisits any of the songs on this album with the exception of Bottles and Bibles. Uh, and it's also a song that I think that Natalie really, really likes. She does. I think it might be her favorite Tyler Childers song, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Uh, do you have anything else to add about Long Hard Road before we move on to number seven? Not to this one, but I'm ready to move on number seven. Okay. So what is your number seven? Banded Clovis. Okay. I do have it ranked quite a bit higher. Do you? Go ahead and give some brief thoughts about it, and I'll play it a little later and let you let you expand on your thoughts. Okay, so you know that I did not grow up in this area. Um, I did, hadn't, didn't have a clue what Clovis was. Arrowhead hunting. Um, just recently, our family would go out. There's a big field. We go out. We arrowhead hunt. I have found exactly zero full arrowheads. Uh, but I love this. It is a great story from beginning to end. It just tells a story. And Natalie made the comment before that she likes a song that actually takes you into a story. And I just love it. So I know what Clovis is now. I always call it arrowhead hunting, but Clovis is another term for like, that's what you're finding. Am I correct on that? You are correct. Okay. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. My number seven is an, is one off of Live on Red Barn Radio, Volume 1 and 2, and that is Charleston Girl. Oh. I'll, I'll play a little bit of it, and we'll come back and talk about All it. All right. That was a little bit about my number seven favorite Tyler Childers song, Charleston Girl, from live at Red Barn Radio, volumes one and two. And 
it's not a deep song by any stretch of the imagination, but man, if it ain't damn catchy. It is. And we were fortunate enough to hear him play this live. He doesn't play it live a lot, especially nowadays, because I think he got tired of drunk people screaming for it. Yes. Uh, like, we heard plenty of them at uh, each concert. <laughs> yes, we did. A brief story, we saw him and Sturgill right before COVID at Rupp Arena on a good-looking tour, and there was a lady behind me who was... Uh, uh, big boned and drunk and obnoxious who's tried to steal uh, your sister, my sister-in-law, Audrey's shirt we she just her. had bought and we caught yep. her. She literally screamed for the entire set of Tyler Childers' songs even while he was singing other songs for him to play not Charleston Girl but Charleston Girls and she was super <laughs> annoying. Plural. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And then further along in the show, she kept telling Sturgill to play the old stuff when he yeah. hit his, and, <laughs> his new and, album. And because she was uh, uh, not in the best physical condition, she wasn't able to stand up. So I, I, since she was very annoying and she tried to steal the $40 shirt from Audrey, I made it a point to stand in front of her the entire show so yep. she could not see the stage. Yep, you moved the whole time right in front of her. <laughs> Way to pay her back, Brian. But anyway, Charleston Girl is a simple song. Uh, he's just basically singing about a girl from Charleston. Uh, and How they get buck wild. And they get buck wild. And, and, and which is a lot of his early work off of his first couple albums is, is about that subject matter. Trying to get away from her. She's a little too crazy for him. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I love that he references a uh, thrash grass band, which is a heavy metal bluegrass band. If no one's ever listened to, the, to that type of stuff, it's a very. Uh, niche subgenre take a drink and uh just look up some of the uh, just just type in go to youtube and type in thrash grass and you'll uh you'll see something that's very very unique heavy metal be sure you spell that correctly <laughs> t-r-a-s-h-g-r-a-s-s thrash grass but any, any, anyway, uh, you, I know I know you really like this song, and I, I have a feeling you probably got it ranked higher. I do. So we'll let you give you'll expand on your thoughts about it here in a little bit. Would that be okay? That'd be fine. So uh, that takes care of our number sevens. What is your number six favorite Tyler Childers song? All right. My number six is Honky Tonk Flame, and I love this song so much that... I'm going to play it a little bit, and then I'll let you talk about it. Okay? Okay, fine. He put the hand up, so <laughs> I better stop. So this is a little bit of Honky Tonk Flame, and we'll come back and talk about it. I was out of my mind the first night we met. I was feeling lonely and blue. I just moved to the country to get me some rest The city put a hurting on you Especially a fella from Eastern Kentucky Without a penny or worth to his name Wasting his life on a burning desire And chasing that honky-tonk flame So that was a little bit about your number six favorite Tyler Chitter song, Honky Tonk Flame, off of Purgatory, which many still consider to be his best album. So why do you like this song? Um, I really like it. It's another one of those songs I can sing every word to. And I, I, 
I just really like it, and it almost made number one. I know there's a big difference wow, between. Okay. I know it's. I don't know why it's right smack dab in the middle of the list, but it almost made number one, number two. But it is where it is. Um. So, I do like this song, and he's basically. Uh, what do you think he is referring to when he says he's chasing that honky tonk flame? I think it's a music career, is how I take it. What do you think? I You're think, probably deeper than mine. I, I think it's an allusion to drug abuse and drug use. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Uh, a honky-tonk flame, I think it is uh, a reference to meth addiction. Oh. But well, I'm, I may be way off base. I, I just thought that, you know, like you start a little flame, you get a fire. You're like probably right. his career up. You're and, right. And, and you, you probably are correct because honky-tonking is... Uh, uh, a, a genre of music, drink. Genre. And uh, also just uh, a lot of bars in which Tyler was playing leading up to the recording of Purgatory uh, are called Honky Tonks. Mm -hmm. So it's, you're probably right. He's probably just chasing that Honky Tonk flame. the meth, the meth idea, that, that could do it. Yeah. And let's, uh, before I get into my number uh, six song, let's talk a little bit about purgatory because we briefly mentioned that on his debut not purgatory the song no riley. i know i'm just laughing because riley noble loves that song so much <laughs> i cannot even think of the name of that album without thinking of her jamming absolutely down to purgatory right. okay go ahead so we mentioned earlier that his debut album bottles and bibles he pretty much self-recorded and released in 2011 and it was all the way up until 2017 in which he released his second album purgatory and obviously the production on it is a big big step forward from his debut and of course the songwriting and he's he's you know he's lips and bounds he's basically for the six years in between played any venue that would have him uh pops resale which is an old school hippie cash only record store that i like to go to in lexington had him just about a year before Purgatory at a in-store performance, and they were like three or four people there. They didn't even know who he was, probably two or three of them was just wandering around looking for something to buy. And then bam, he released Purgatory, blew up, started playing bigger and bigger venues until he was actually playing arenas. But as the story goes, he was just in Nashville playing any dive bar or honky-tonk yep. that would have him, open mic nights, anything, uh, hoping to get noticed. He was playing, and a member of Sturgill's band, and I do believe it was his drummer, Miles Miller, happened to be at that show and really liked what he heard and asked Tyler if he had any other shows lined up in town the next night. And he did, and Miles came back, and he brought Sturgill with him. And Sturgill really liked what he heard because he immediately offered to get Tyler in the studio and to produce an album for him that turned out to be purgatory. So he was, after slaving along, playing in front of three or four people, there's a video on YouTube to where he's playing a pizza joint and he is killing it and there's like eight people in there and they're all eating and ignoring him. So he slaved and he just happened to finally be in the right place at the right time. It led to purgatory, which blew up and the rest is history. As we say around here, that was the Lord. <laughs> that was that was Jesus. That was the God. That was a God move. Yes. <laughs> so we'll move on now to my number six pick, which is another one off of Red Barn Radio, 
That is Shake the Frost. And I'll play a little bit about, uh, of that and we'll come back and talk about it. You remind me of a Sunday back home in old Kentucky with church choirs just belting to the pines. And I love you like the mountains Loves the way the morning opens Too soft and bright Greeting from the sun So if it make you stay So that was my number six favorite Tyler Childers song, Shake the Frost. And I specifically love the opening line, which may be if we were just ranking opening lines of his songs, number one or two, maybe three. Uh, you remind me of a Sunday back home in old Kentucky where the church choirs belting to the pines. Yep. I mean, and if anybody is from Eastern Kentucky, you know that there ain't nothing like a mountain choir singing some old gospel hymns specifically when they have once a year what they call here a cemetery meeting yep in which they have an outside service at a family cemetery to honor those buried there and they sing literally and belt the songs to the pines and that's what that always reminds me of and i'll tell a brief story and then i'll let you tell your thoughts on this song when I was 13, I started helping my father mow our family cemetery, which was huge. And it took several hours to push mow, and I hated it, and it was hot. And we got paid whatever they took up in the offering plate at this particular cemetery meeting. And if you've never been to a cemetery meeting in Kentucky, specifically one from the old regular Baptist, you know they are not <laughs> short in time frame. Plan accordingly. They will begin around 10 a.m. They will have about an hour of call and response singing, and they will have a minimum of three preachers that literally tag team out WWF style. And sometimes they will actually preach two or three sermons apiece. So you're looking at a minimum of three to four hours, and they would always wait till last to give me my money. So you can <laughs> imagine a 13-year-old hyperactive child trying to sit through a four and a half hour church service in the heat waiting on his money so he could go buy a new Nintendo game. But Get up Dexter's. <laughs> shake, shake the Frost always reminds me of that time in my life. Uh, do you, what are your thoughts on the song? Do you like it? I, I really like this song. It's it's not on my list. However, it, was, it didn't make my list, but I do like it for many of the reasons. However, I never had to mow a cemetery and wait. I have been in my share of four hour church services though. Uh, there was no monetary uh, reward at the end, but I really liked how you laid that out for us. So thank you. All right, I'm, we are at the halfway point, so I'm going to briefly recap what we have so far, and then we will take a brief break and get back to the top five. So far, I have at number ten, Creeker. Number nine, Follow You to Virgie. Number eight, Long Hard Road. Number seven. Charleston Girl, and number six, Shake the Frost, and Dixie. All right, so mine are, once again, Follow You to Virgie, Long Violent History, Long Hard Road, 
banded co clovis let me get that word right and honky tonk flame all right we're going to take a brief break uh but don't go anywhere we will be right back to get into the meat and potatoes of our list our top five favorite tyler children's songs We are ranking our 10 favorite Tyler Childers songs. Dixie is here with me. And I'm sure this list will be controversial because a lot of people have some strong opinions. That on, one guy can see the future. On, He's already unhappy. <laughs> and let me say this. He asked for a song that is very obscure and has never been officially released as a recording that you can only find on YouTube. And yes, Tyler Childers has some good songs that he's never released that are bootleg uh, clips floating around such as Jersey Giant or uh, Redneck Romeo. For this purpose, we didn't include those songs. They're good songs. If you want to listen to them, try to find them on YouTube or a bootleg copy of them. We have released any song that he has officially released either as a sing single or on an album. So for those of you who have Redneck Romeo ranked number one, I'm sorry. It is not eligible for today's <laughs> I'm gonna list. I'm going to have to go listen. I've never even heard of that you song. You heard it? He sang it when we heard him in Lexington. Oh, okay. That's right. Well, it, I, it didn't strike me enough to remember it. So, Dixie, what is your number five favorite Tyler Childers song? And then we'll play a little bit of it and come back and talk. My number five is House Fire, or should I say House Far? All right. You can put my house on fire, baby. You can turn it into center and smoke. Cause house is mighty cold and I feel like melting all the snow away. Tell us a little bit about your number five song, House Fire, off of Country Squire, released in 2019. I really like this song because I think, maybe I'm misinterpreting it. You got me questioning my interpretations of these songs now, but I think it's a breakup song. It sounds like a breakup song to me. Like, he's done with that woman, and she can do whatever. He doesn't care. He's getting out. But my favorite part about this song that I like pointing out is there is a guitar at the, like, after the bridge, when the song's getting ready to go off, that sounds like Satan laughing. And I don't know if any, I've pointed out to you, I've pointed out to Natalie, and I'm like, listen, it's Satan laughing, and nobody really responds to that. So when you hear this song again, you listen to this podcast, you're like, hey, I want to go listen to House Fire. Listen for that part, because I think it's very clever. Yeah, and let me add, uh, I don't have this ranked, but it is a good song. And I want to draw attention to the music video, which is one of a few official videos Tyler's ever released because one of my favorite people in this world, yes. Casey Campbell, drummer and vocalist for 
the Buffalo Wobs and the Price Hill Hustle is in that video. Is it? And he and Tyler are drinking a little bourbon, sitting around a fire while two people dance in and around a house fire. And it is a good video. If you've never seen it, check it out. It is. So we will move now on to my number five favorite Tyler Childers song. And it is a song that is not found on any of his official albums, but he did release as a single on our vinyl sessions a few years back. And that is Nose to the Grindstone. I'll let you hear a little bit of about that and then we'll come back and talk about it. Daddy worked like a mule mining Pike County coal. He fucked up his back, couldn't work anymore. He said, one of these days you'll get out of these hills. Keep your nose on the grindstone and out of the pills. See, the ways of this world just bring you to tears. Keep the Lord in your heart and you'll have nothing to fear. And don't lie and don't steal Keep your nose on the grindstone And out of the pills I love this song And it has, uh, you know, the opening line Daddy worked like a mule mining Pike County coal It's a simple line But man, is it such a great, great line I specifically wanted to open a song I remember when we saw him and Sturgill at Rupp Arena. Uh, for two people that never get played on the radio, which is he and Sturgill, to sell out Rupp Arena in just a few minutes, 20,000 people is amazing. Exactly. They've gotten zero help from the establishment. Not that they want it, but they have made great career from themselves. Tyler has been nominated for Grammys. Sturgill has won Grammys. And they had, and I, I believe almost every person from Eastern Kentucky that had a way to get to that was at that show. And the loudest the arena was the entire night was when they sang <laughs> along with him the opening line of this song. Yes. Specifically, Pike County. Pike County showed up. Yep. And it didn't have to say Pike County because it could have said Breathitt County, Johnson County, whatever, because we all have and continue to mine coal. If we've never worked directly in a coal mine ourselves, someone in our family has. They have broken down their bodies to provide for their family. They have really, literally worked like a mule yes. mining coal here in the hills of eastern Kentucky. Yep. And I love this song. I love the advice that the dad has given to the son to keep his nose on the grindstone and out of the pills because pills obviously is one of, if not the biggest issue we have in Eastern Kentucky, opioid and prescription abuse. The pharmaceutical companies have absolutely ravaged our land, arguably more so than the coal companies ever did. Mm -hmm. There's not a person out there that's not been affected by drug abuse. Our children are without their parents. Our grandparents and great-grandparents are having to raise grandkids and great-grandkids. It has devastated this region. And Tyler is a big part of Hill in the Appalachia that raises money for not just Kentucky, but West Virginia and surrounding areas to help give free rehab and rehabilitation to those addicts. And uh, he has several songs about drug abuse, but I really like this one. Do you have anything to add about 
I don't. To you, nose to the grindstone. You send you summed that up beautifully. I mean, it just like you said. I mean, that's our op that's our options, especially in Pike County. The city has has grown a lot. However, there has been times, especially parents and grandparents, great grandparents, can go back to where that's all you had was mining. And a lot of those people are now dependent on drugs and pills because of the physical labor and the toll that that work has had on their bodies. So you did such a great job of describing that. Yeah, let me say one more thing about uh, coal mining and how crooked it used to be in the early 1900s here in Eastern Kentucky. They were a coal company from out of state. They would come in and set what they call a coal camp up in which they basically would let the coal miners stay in a shack, but you had to stay on premises. And they also had a general store there in which was the only place that you could get food and supplies as a coal miner. And they did not pay you in actual money. They paid you in script that you could only use at that store. So not only were they basically working for free and the coal company making profits of the actual coal they, they were mining, they were money. taking and yes. buying stuff on the cheap and then making them buy in their own currency. Mm -hmm. It's the absolute pyramid scheme and this horrible. I would highly recommend anybody that's not watched it watch the documentary from the 1970s called Harlan County USA that beautifully portrays it, won the Oscar for best documentary that year, that captures the absolute abuse that our people took at the hands of out-of-state coal companies all throughout the 1900s all the way up through the 1980s. They came in and they worked these men and sometimes women to death. Literally, sometimes they died in mine accidents and they took everything they could from them and then they hightailed it out, leaving them broken and our land broken. And there's a lot of songs about coal out there, but Nose to the Grindstone is one of my personal favorites and mm -hmm. it is my number five favorite Tyler Childress song. And we are now coming to number four. And I'll start with this one because I'm on a roll. It is. <laughs> you are on a roll. It is Matthew, one off of Country Squire. And I had a good friend of mine, Jason Potter, shout out, text me this morning and tell me that this song best be in my top 10. So, <laughs> brother, it he is. He couldn't see into the future. And it is high. It is number four. And it is a song that Tyler wrote about his brother in law who, uh, if you listen to the song, is obviously a vet of the Iraq War. And it mentions specifically that he works the night shift at the depot. Yes. Now, for those that don't know, he is referring to a U.S. Army depot located just outside of Richmond in Madison County, Kentucky, that stores old missiles and bombs that are still active and very dangerous. <laughs> who wants to live there? And uh, he is come back and he is, you know, as a veteran, forced to work the night shift at this place. We do not take care of our veterans in this country. We, they come back, they give, they lay their lives on the line for this country, they come back wounded, not just physically, but mentally, and we make them jump through so many hoops to get medical care, be it counseling, or actual care for physical ailments. We give them, we don't provide jobs for them like we should, we basically cast them aside, and that is a shame, and that is not preaching against any specific political party because 
over the entire history of this country. One or the other has been in power and neither one have done a damn thing to help our veterans like Matthew. Uh, what do you think about this song? <laughs> I have to follow that up. Oh man, um, I do like this song and that's it. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up. Uh, it's a really good song. All right. It did not make my list, however. All right. So, here is a little bit of my number four favorite song, Matthew, that I just went on a rant about. You have been ranting, yes. And uh, we'll come back and we'll let Dixie give her number four favorite. Works my shift at the depot with pistol in light and he guards them rusting missiles can't white tail to pass the time and he's worked there for a long while since he came home overseas help kill cord fight the good fight bring back dad touch knees and it was hotter than the mountain but it weren't so you couldn't stand And it weren't so much the heat wave Nearly as much as all the sand Okay, after I ranted for about 15 minutes there, we'll let Dixie talk a little bit now. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, but that was my number four favorite Tyler Chitter song. Matthew, Dixie, what is your number four All favorite? All right, I'm going to take the mic away from him for a second. Uh, Lady May is my number four, and I know I alluded to them at the beginning of this show, uh, that song, talking about how I couldn't believe that you had adopted another folk art singer. <laughs> But I really like this song. It is a beautiful song. The remastered version of it is just so lovely. And uh, just a really quick story. I had a brother that passed away a couple months ago. And one of our conversations, he really liked to talk about music. And when we would text back and forth, I would say, he'd say, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm really liking this Tyler Childers song. And he said, oh, is that that country stuff? He didn't much like country. So I said, yes, it's called Lady May. You should give it a listen. So I guess he hopped on really quick and listened to it. And he goes, um, put my toes down in the water and a smile across your face. And he goes, I can get behind this. And so I, that's kind of where the text ended there. But I, I'm just wondering if maybe he was, it spoke to him because he did immediately come back with a comment um, some song lyrics and he was a very insightful man and he had a really big heart and just a big mind that this world just couldn't even couldn't even contain so for him to maybe for this song to adopt a new listener I don't know that just so when I hear this song I think of him yeah and it's a beautiful song I don't have it ranked but that don't but it is a, a fantastic song and uh, obviously it's a love song written by Tyler for his wife Samora some more may and uh we'll go ahead and play a little bit of that and then we'll come back and get into our number three pick but this is dixie's third favorite tyler children or fourth favorite yeah fourth favorite yeah sorry that's all right lady may i'm a stone so from the mill and i'm a good walk to the river when my working day is over we'll go swim our cares away Put your toes down in the water 
and a smile across your face and tell me that you love me lovely lady may now i hate the sharpest chisel that your hands have ever held but darling i could love you well till the roll is called on high i've seen my share of trouble Okay, we only have three songs left a piece. We're down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, Dixie, I'll let you go first on your number three song. What is it? You are being so nice letting me go first every time. Um, Born Again is my third favorite song. Awesome. Let's play a little bit of that and then come back and talk about it. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about Born Again. I'll let you start and then I'll give my brief thoughts on it. All right, Born Again is, okay, this is a new drinking game. Every time I say that it's fun to sing along to, <laughs> you all can take a drink. He's gonna kick me off the show now. Uh, but uh, I really like this song because it is a fun song. I mean, it's just, it pumps me up and I just love it. It's got such a catchy melody and it's just so fun to sing. Yeah, and I, there's some, there's some, uh, obviously, it's about reincarnation and, you know, the life of somebody that's been reincarnated through various type things, like a, a favorite laying hen. Yes. They ends up getting killed by a fox. <laughs> uh, I think he begins back as some kind of wild prehistoric animal rutting. Yes. Which for you all don't, that don't know what rutting is, uh, that's when a wild animal, most famously a buck deer, gets loses their mind because the females are in heat. And the buck deer around here, when they rut, will literally chisel away at whole big trees with, with their antlers, and they lose their mind, and you don't want to be around one when he's rutting because he will spear you. Uh, mm. But anyway, that was a little tangent. It's a really fun song. But, uh, yeah, I really like this song. It's a fun song. It's, it's, it's witty. It's a good song to run, run to. Yes. You ever work out to it? I was not going to say that. That's the other drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Which one of your songs, uh, what's your favorite Tyler Tudor song to work out to? You work out daily, and he's, he's, he's got a big presence on your workout list. If you had to pick one go-to song that pumps you up when you're running or hiking, what is it? I'm talking to you. It's probably going to be Born Again. All right. It's just got such a great beat, and it's just I just love it. All right. So. What about you? My number one favorite one to run to uh, I'm not going to say that because it's my number two ranked song. Oh, okay. But I'll talk about it here just in a minute. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, we'll move on to my number three, which is if you ask the average fan, it's yes. Feathered Indians. Yes. Now, I started to not include this song, but I have, you know, just because a song is popular and a lot of people like it, I have to fight myself with this. Doesn't mean I shouldn't like it. 
This is a great song. It is. Now I'll say this. The when I saw Tyler at the Louisville Palace a few years back, there were so many drunk frat boy types there screaming for this song all night. And they were <laughs> even worse than the big fat lady that was screaming for Charleston Girls at Rupp Arena a couple of years <laughs> later. And there's no doubt that these type of people have gotten on Tyler's nerves because it has been a long time since he's played Feathered Indians live, and it won't shock me if he never plays it again. So please, quit going and screaming, screaming for this song. And I, and the the last few shows he's played, he has played some killer set lists with some deep cuts, a few awesome covers, and a couple hits sprinkled in. And people have been bitching and moaning online, wanting their money back, and saying they should they're entitled to hear Feathered Indians. You're not entitled <laughs> to hear crap. All right? If you want to hear Feathered Indians, let me suggest you do this. If you don't already have one, go buy a turntable. Then buy Purgatory on vinyl, pour you a glass of bourbon and listen to it, and guess what? Feathered Indians will come right on up for too long once you start spinning that record. One of my favorite stories about this song is we have a friend. She is a... CrossFit, powerlifting, just beast. And this is her Pump Me Up song for lifting incredible amounts of weight. And I, I don't see the correlation like to her. Like That wouldn't be one of my pump up songs. Yeah. But I remember her making the comment that this is what pumps her up. So when I hear this song, I think of her like, what about this song really just makes her want to throw around weights? I, yeah. I'm just not sure, but... It's and, a workout song for some. And let me say this. It's, it is like Lady May, a love song. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why a lot of people have been using this as their first dance at their mm -hmm. wedding. It is, I mean, there's a couple of lines in there that are, that are so simple that it's amazing that no other artist has come up with them. But sometimes the simplest songs are, uh, and lines are the hardest to come up with. Like, my buckle makes impression on the inside of her thigh. Now, that's... You know, when you're first, you know, dating someone, you have fallen in love with them. A lot of times they'll just sit in your lap and you'll, you'll snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> and the specific line I love is, hold me close, my dear. Sing your whispering song softly in my ear and I will sing along. That is a beautiful line. It is. But we'll go ahead. I know you all, anybody's listening has heard Feathered Indians a million times. Mm -hmm. But we'll let we want to hear Feathered Indians. We'll make it a million and we'll want to play a little bit about, about uh, Feathered Indians and then we'll come back with our number two picks. Looking over West Virginia, smoking spirits on the roof. She asked, ain't anybody told you that them things are bad for you? Said many folks aboard me. There's been several people try, but up till now there ain't been nothing that I couldn't leave behind. Hold me close, my dear. Sing your whispering song softly in my ear. And I Okay, we only have two left. 
What is Dixie, your second favorite, almost number one, but just barely coming in at number two, favorite Tyler Childers song? Well, we talked about this earlier. It is a Charleston Girl. We, we had already kind of alluded to this a little bit, and I really have no thoughts on it since then. So we can move on to yours. Okay. Uh, my number two... <laughs> My number two song is off of Purgatory, and it was what you just asked me a minute ago, what's my favorite of his songs to run to. It's Banded Clovis. And we have also talked about this a little yeah, bit. But yeah, we'll, we'll play a little bit of Banded Clovis after we've talked about it a couple times already on this episode, and then we'll get back and talk a little bit more in depth about it. It's a great song. It banded as hell, it was fluid and Clovis, it was hot as Pistol, I kept on my side, and I was feeling so fierce. I was broke ass and busted. I pulled out my pistol and I took Jesse's life. Clothes like that is a hard point to find. Make the pills where to come by with a good chunk of change. So I'm a sucker for a song that tells a story, uh, specifically one that tells a good story, and this is a simple but great story. Uh, it's basically about a man and uh, a friend of his that go up in the hills looking for arrowheads. It's a soap opera. And a really good rare arrowhead actually is worth a lot of money. So they go in the wintertime sifting and digging for arrowheads in the hills of Kentucky, and uh, his friend finds one really good and lets out a big squall. So what does he do? He pulls out his pistol and kills him, steals it, and sells it. So he can go to town party and have a good time sniffing cocaine, Lots of women. pills, or whatever woman comes his way. Yep. And then he goes to prison. And uh, and he's he's contemplating that, hey, that probably isn't what I was supposed to do with that. I should not have killed my friend, and I should not have lived the crazy life with this money. <laughs> yeah, he, he probably does regret it since yeah. he's rotting away in prison all over uh, Arrowhead. Yes. And uh, I just I just love this song. And Dixie, you talked about it a while ago. I mean, you've hunted Arrowheads. You haven't found one yet. I haven't found one in a really long time, but I used to go with my father and my uncle almost probably two or three times a week for a couple of years and I've, I've got a whole collection of arrowheads I have found over the years and they're really cool. I mean, you're holding a piece of history mm -hmm. in your hand if you find one and you have to wonder, what was it? What was this used for hunting? Did this provide a meal for a Native American uh, a tribe? Was Did, the person chiseling it having a very bad day? Yeah. Or were they having a great day? Or yeah. was it their birthday? And, there's all kinds of different shapes and sizes of arrowheads, and it was a true art form if you think about heating a piece of old flint rock up and just whittling away and chiseling away on it until you make something beautiful and something useful for hunting as well as surviving and fighting back. Yes, and there's a big field down the road from us, and that was the one they took me to for my first arrowhead hunting excursion. Um, but Natalie went with us, and she was probably about 10, 11 at the time, and so we walk out, we park, we walk out into this big cornfield and 
her papa is saying, you look for this, this, and this. And she goes, is this one? Just within seconds, picked it up and held it. And it was a almost entirely formed uh, arrowhead that hadn't been chopped up by equipment. And I just like that, just we had been searching forever. Brian searched his whole life. She walks out there five seconds, finds one, now, so. Now I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do something here that I promised my mom I would never do. Cuss, you've already done that. No, so my mom listens to this show every Friday morning. I love you, mom. Oh, hi, Jill. So that particular arrowhead that Natalie found, how old was she at the time? I think she was like 10 or 11. She was about 10 and when my, when my mom, Natalie's grandmother, found out she was going with us, we all left at the door and she told me to come back in for just a second. And she took an arrowhead that my dad had found years ago what? out of his collection. And she You're said, you don't hard. tell us so. You hide this arrowhead and let that baby find it. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I, it was, oh, I no Natalie one, does not listen no to No one knew other than me and my mom. Oh, that's a sweet that story. <laughs> Sweetest and thing I, that makes me want to cry. And, uh, <laughs> and so that's what I did. I hit it in the mud right where I knew Natalie was going to be walking. Within and she found seconds, it. yeah, you are terrible at hiding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jill, you're the sweetest. <laughs> but anyway, we will now move on to the moment you have all been waiting for. Our number one all-time favorite Tyler Childers song. Dixie, what do you have Go ahead and tell us what it is. We'll play a little bit of it and come back and talk about it. Well, Brian, I hope that you have the song Tattoos queued up because that's my number one. All right, we'll get it and we'll come right back and talk about tattoos. Testament of how she's grown wherever she is sleeping. All right, well, Tattoos is your favorite Tyler Childers song, so why is it your number one <laughs> favorite Tyler Childers song? Just don't say, well, it's a good song, I like it's it. It's a good song, I like to run to it. <laughs> no, actually, I'm laughing because during the break, uh, he, he had gotten a text on Snapchat from a random person. And he was like, I don't know how to keep these people from adding me. I said, it's a setting. And I was like, oh, way to just cover up that, that girl texting you, Brian. So, I sorry, I had the giggles about that. All right, so back to Tattoos. I love this song, and I may have talked about it. No, that was during the radio show when you were on air um, yes. at our local radio station. Yeah. I had talked about this song takes me back to the time that I first sat on my sister's couch after we found each other 26 years later uh, after being separated. And so when I heard this song for the first time, I was actually sitting on her couch, and she was playing it because you had introduced her to Tyler right around that same time. It was just an instant bond. You all completely bonded over music. Audrey, we love you so very much and we hope that you enjoy this episode. Uh, I know I talk about her a lot, but 
Uh, this song just takes me back, and that was the theme of that show that we did, is songs that take you back. Uh, but now one of my favorite lines, and it's so heartbreaking, is um, I'm now her, I am now her used to be, he is now the one she needs. So it's like these, these two have broken up, and he still loves her, she's gone on with her life and her new uh, partner for life and he's having to die alone and he's the, just dealing with that the most heartbreaking part of the song and that line to me is he's the one she needs because mm -hmm. this is a fellow recognizing uh, yeah he, he will always love this person but she's better off with this other person because yeah. he's better for her than he is yeah and that's horrible uh and it's it's such a great line and it just speaks to tyler's songwriting ability to be able to convey a, an emotion that many of us have felt before when we've had a relationship and someone who's moved on, uh, even though we still pine for them. And, and this is a beautiful song. I, it was one that was, that was very, very near being ranked for me, but just quite didn't make the cut. And I'm glad you've got it ranked number one. I knew it was gonna be your number one. Uh, that was the only one I, thing I knew yeah. for sure before we started this list. I knew what your number one would be, and I knew what my number one was going to be. And guys, if you've never listened to this song, if you put this song, these lyrics in the hands, even the the actual song, instrumentals and everything, if you put it into the hands of another artist and let them sing it, it's not going to have the heartache that it has when Tyler sings it. His voice, that crooning, that just the raspy breaking of his voice, and you can just feel all that emotion, and it's such a good song. I just love it. He does such a good job. All right. Well, the only thing left to do is talk about my number one Let's song. Let's hear it. And I'm gonna actually talk about it before I play it, because I'll play it at the end to let it go ahead and close us out today. My number one favorite Tyler Tudor song, the song that I feel is by far his best, his most important, one that really signaled his leap forward as a songwriter and his maturity as a songwriter is long violent history if you i'm sure all you all remember a couple summers ago when the world felt like it was burning yep covid had shut everything down uh there was a gentleman in minnesota that had been uh, shot and killed by the police that had stirred up an emotion throughout our nation, specifically in our African-American communities because it had happened over and over again. And enough was finally enough and people were marching. And I remember I woke up one morning and unannounced was a new Tyler Childers album out digitally called Long Violet History. I had no idea what it was. I started playing it on my iPhone and it was all fiddle music with mm -hmm. no words. A lot of old school songs that he was just working like sending the clouds. And that went on for like 30 some minutes and then all of a sudden the fiddle starts hitting again and he starts singing. It's the worst that it's been since the last time it happened. It's happened again right in front of our eyes. And I was like, oh my God, what, uh, what is this? And he goes on to beautifully emphasize with those in the African-American community that uh, many of him me, anybody that's a white person from Eastern Kentucky has a hard time identifying with because yep. we've not gone through the struggles that they've gone through. And he specifically says a line in there as a white boy from Hickman, the world's called me belligerent. It's took me for ignorant, 
but it's never once made me scared just to be. And us people from Eastern Kentucky are often thought about as ignorant from the outside world, but we've had to never fear for our life just because we are a white person from Eastern Kentucky. And, you know, myself included, up until the time I went to college, we live in a bubble here. We sure, we, we sure do. We are almost 100% Caucasian. We have very few, if any, African-American people here. And it's hard to identify with someone whom you have never been around. Yeah, and there's struggles. that We just can't wrap our head around that. Yeah, and he just writes words in this song that convey the feelings I was having at the time so much better than I ever could. I mean, he asked how many boys could they haul off this mountain, shot full of holes, lying dead in the streets before we took the town in a stark raving anger. So what if the police were just, you know, shooting and killing white boys in Eastern Kentucky? How many would it take for the rest of us to raise up and say, this ain't right? Well, if it's not right for them to shoot and kill us, it's not right for them to shoot and kill others. And I'll be honest, this took a lot of courage for Tyler. Because let's face it, his audience, especially at the time, overwhelmingly white people from this area. Mm -hmm. And he lost some fans over this song. He did. And he put an accompanying video out to it just a few hours after the surprise release of the album that went on in detail why he wrote it and how he felt about it. And you can view that on YouTube. It's beautiful. He has such a way with words, not just when he writes a song, but when he speaks. Yeah. He is a poet, and he is a statesman, and we are lucky to have him. I love it. And I, and I hated that people immediately come in on social media and said, stick to singing, just sing. That's all we want to hear from you. Why wouldn't you use your platform and influence? If, if I was in that position, I would make my opinions known about things because that's important to me. Faulting an artist, whether we agree with them or not, on how they feel about an issue. And he was taking a huge risk. He wasn't pandering in the least. He took a huge risk with this. And out of that came just a beautiful song. Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, over my lifetime, some of my favorite artists are artists that have stood up for wrongs. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, many, as you know, Dixie, one of, if not my favorite songwriter of all time is Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. He is the master of the protest song. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite bands of all time is Pearl Jam, who have took, <laughs> who have took on the establishment. Yeah. And if you know what Eddie Vedder thinks about things, whether you agree with him or not, he yeah. is not shy. And I loved hearing this from Tyler. Uh, and I love, like you said, that he took such a huge risk and uh, unless you've got anything to add to it, we'll let Tyler himself go I ahead. I think he should sing us out. Sing us out today with my favorite song of his of all time, Long Violent History. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. And we will see you soon.
in a star craving anger, looking for answers and on to the teeth. Thirty art sixes, Papa's old pistol. How many you reckon would it be? Four or five? Or would that be the start of a long violent history? Tucking our tails as we tried to abide. Oh, would that be the start of a long violent history? Tucking our tails as we tried to abide. That One Show with Brian Combs is brought to you by Thatcher Barbecue Company and is written, produced, and recorded by me, Brian Combs. You can look me up on social media, on Twitter, at That One Show BC, on Instagram, at That One Show with Brian Combs, on Facebook, at That One Show Podcast, and on Patreon at That One Show. So go follow us along on any of those sites and please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, whichever you prefer. And finally, if you are enjoying this show, I ask from the bottom of my heart that you recommend it to at least one other person with whom you feel would enjoy it as well. Until next time, this has been That One Show with Brian Combs. Thank you.